Impact Sports. Coming from G4 Holden Hall, this is Secret Society. Hey, what's up everybody? Bradley Allen is back here with another episode of Secret Society, episode 15. Finally back better than ever, and I had Michigan State roller hockey on. And this is a pretty intense club. This is kind of behind the mask meets Secret Society. And Michigan State roller hockey has a couple really competitive teams here, and I got to talk about their sport and what they do. I had Vice President Everett Bomarito and also Tyler Jones on the show. And uh, it was a great interview, and also hope you enjoy this fancy intro. Thanks a lot to Jonathan Yales for producing this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Here it is, Secret Society number 15, Michigan State Roller Hockey. This is Secret Society, episode number 15, and we're back. You just heard Sammy Leonardo with a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much for that, Sammy. And this is, like I just said, Secret Society, and I'm Bradley Allen. And today we have Michigan State Roller Hockey Club here with us. I have the Vice President, Everett Bomarito, and another player, Tyler Jones, here with me today. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. So I want to get right into what you guys are doing and how you guys got involved in roller hockey. So if you want to just introduce yourself to our listeners and, and tell us how you got involved. I'm Everett Bomarito. I'm going to be a senior this year. I'm an econ major. I uh, originally started playing roller hockey when I was about four or five years old, and I started playing a little bit of competitive. And once I started playing travel, I saw Michigan State had a roller hockey team at one of our local rinks, and they were doing what we do now, one of the college tournaments. And I... From there on in, I kind of was more interested in going to Michigan State. They had a team I could play for before I started playing ice hockey. And then once I came here, I tried out, loved it, started playing out on B and continued to play all two or these past two years. And uh, now we're here. Very cool. And Tyler? Uh, my name's Tyler Jones. Uh, I just graduated, actually. Uh, I just graduated with a degree in civil engineering. Uh, I plan to come back for my master's in the fall uh, for civil engineering as well. Uh, same thing with Everett. I got involved pretty early my freshman year. I actually got introduced to the sport uh, probably when I was five or six. And freshman year, I, I got introduced to Michigan State's team through my brother, who actually already had played for the team at the time. So I got brought on as a freshman, and I've loved it ever since. And your brother is, from what I understand, Kyle Jones, and you are therefore referred to as KB. That's Kyle's brother, and he is referred to as TB. Tyler's brother, which is uh, Everett and I were discussing before, is a bit confusing, but that's your nickname would be KB, you know, that's not your initials. Yeah, that's that's pretty much correct. We uh we make uh, goofy nicknames for each other, and my nickname's Kyle's brother, so there you go, KB. Everett, do you have a nickname? Yeah, they called me Reno. Reno, so Reno and K- KB, aka Everett, and uh, and Tyler Jones here on Secret Society. Now, I'm curious to know about roller hockey, because I, I did some research on you, and I see you your guys' website and your social media presence and what you guys are doing. And it's a pretty big sport. You have multiple teams. It looks like you have an A team or a, or a green team, a white team, a division one team, a division two team. Tell, tell us about like 
what exactly how the teams are broken broken down. Okay, so there was a little change in the league this year. It originally was there was a D1, a D2, and they had a B division. So we always had our D1 team, and that's the team we fell first, kind of like a varsity JV thing. But with D1, they wanted to change B into D- Division Three, so it has a, I guess, a different sounding name. I'm not sure really what the league directors were intentionally thinking, but now it's D3. So we carry one D1 team, and now we carry two D3 teams. This year we'll see. It all depends on the presence we have at tryouts, whether or not we can field two other teams besides D1, so two D3 teams. But it gives everybody a chance to play and a chance to hang out and get to you know hang out with other people and play a sport everybody loves because otherwise they wouldn't be coming out to try and try out for a team. And now, who are you guys playing against? What's the governing body of uh, this roller hockey league that has so many different tiers of, of Division Three, Division One? Sure. So we we play under a league called the NCRHA, and it's the uh, National Collegiate Roller Hockey Association, and. Um, Within that, there's a few governing bodies by region. So we play in the Midwest or the MCRHL. Um, there's also, I think, six other regions that there are. So across the across the nation, really, and basically the NCRHA brings everyone together after a season long of playing your regional matchups, which include teams like Ohio State or Grand Valley. And then at the end, they bring everyone together for a national championship, which is usually in some... I guess destination location and that's kind of the the tournament to see who wins everything. Okay. And for you guys you're playing in this Midwest division of the NCRHA. Who are your opponents? What's your schedule like? If you want to maybe just walk walk us through this past season or maybe what's upcoming and and who you guys are facing and what you guys are looking at. Well, I just got word this isn't official yet, but Miami of Ohio has always been a D2 team. But I think they're going to get bumped up to D1. So that'll be a new team we're going to try and play. We've always played Michigan. Grand Valley's a big competitor. Ohio State. And I think Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. They always have a really good team. And uh, we'll go and play them. The way it works is there's different rinks across Michigan where we'll meet. Because we do have a host rink on campus where we practice. But not every school is as fortunate as we are to have a, a rink on campus. So we'll go to what you could say is each college's home rink, depending on the area. And we'll go there. Everybody will get a hotel. Or if you live in the area, people will shack up at somebody's house. And you go out there and you'll play four games in a tournament style. So you might play two on Saturday, two on Sunday, three on Saturday, one on Sunday. But when it really comes down to it, there's no playoffs that weekend. It just adds into your standings and, you know, you'll develop points and, you know, create a standings where everybody's at. And then you can go into playoffs for your region. And then from there, you'll play those teams again, depending on where you were seeded. So a first against a fourth, second and third, and go to a championship. And whoever wins the championship will then be sent to nationals with uh, their buy-in. So in your given regular season, you're looking at how many different teams and you're playing them multiple times. And what's the total number of, of games, would you say, if you're playing in these various tournaments across the state and you're playing each team? Well, it definitely depends on how many teams are in each division or in ours this year. So I think we'll have five others in our division this year. So we'll typically play those those five other teams about four times, so about 20 in-region games. And then we'll also play a couple out-of-region tournaments where we'll have to travel to either Chicago or, say, Pittsburgh to play other 
divisions outside of our own. So we play the the Eastern Division when we go to Pittsburgh. So up to there, we can you know we can play six other teams or so. So we can see probably you know anywhere from ten to fifteen teams in a, in a season leading up to nationals, and we'll get about anywhere from thirty to forty games in in the course of the year. So you play all year long. You guys are going to start. When are you guys starting? Is this like a fall, winter, or are you going all all year long? Uh, tryouts are usually we wait to see how uh, the D two and D three tryouts do. And then we'll be after them because we have a lot, a lot more freelancing and where we pick our times, kind of. So we'll have tryouts after that. Um, try and pick up anyone that's still looking to play hockey. Ice hockey, that is. D two yeah. and D three. D two, D three ice hockey, and then roller hockey will have theirs at the end of September. And then from there on, we'll start practicing towards usually. I think mid October, the second week of October, we will do a preseason event where the teams in our region, like Ohio State, Eastern, and some other teams can get invited to come up, and we'll meet in Chicago or you know somewhere in Ohio, so the traveling's a little bit easier, and we'll play a bunch of preseason games, and then from there on out, we play until April, I want to say, April is nationals. April is the national championship, yeah. I think it's the second or third week of April Yep, is when they try to schedule nationals right before finals, so we'll play all year long and then meet at nationals. So really, it's nice to play all year long, though, because it fills your week. You get to play hockey with a great group of guys. You guys build camaraderie that way. Everybody gets to hang out at practice. It's not just a constant work thing because we're a student organization. Everybody gets to come in, have fun, develop, and, you know, not only play hockey but hang out with some some good friends. Yeah, and it's the middle of summer right now. It's July, and you're looking forward to starting your season. You just got over a season. Can you – catch us up on what happened with you guys last year. How how did you guys fare in your regular season and in your tournaments? Uh, yeah, so we did pretty well last season. Um, we're typically the team to beat in the Midwest. Uh, last season we, we won the, the regular season title, I guess, for points, and then we also won our regional championship, which was held in uh, Shelby Township this year. Um, so, yeah, we did pretty well within our own region. I think we only dropped what two games throughout the year, and that was to out of region opponents. Yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily the uh, inter regional games that we played in Pittsburgh. We had and Chicago. We took two losses, um, but those don't necessarily count towards our final standings because it's all within your own region. But the point of going out to play those inter regionals is to get play teams with other talent that we won't necessarily see till national, so we can kind of test ourselves gauge where we're at as a team and where the players are at and what we need to improve on. So, so yeah, we ended up with about I think we went I think we went 20 and 0 in our own region and then I think overall we went I don't know, 25 and 3 or so. Yeah. Something along those yeah. lines. So, and that was leading into nationals. Then we went to nationals and we made it to the elite 8, so the final 8 teams in the nation and we were actually unfortunately upset by a Hofstra University in our elite 8 game. So, that was in uh, in overtime, actually. So mm-hmm. a heartbreaker, but we're always hungry for more next season. Now, who ended up going on to win the national championship? You said you guys are usually a team to beat. Who are the other powerhouses in Division One men's roller hockey? Uh, this year, Newman was a real big player. Uh, Lindenwood always is. Lindenwood gives out scholarships for roller hockey. I don't know if that's necessarily – I don't think that's official, and they don't claim they do. 
but there's somewhere there's rumor has it from the players we know they're receiving money to go to school there and play roller hockey uh so they always bring in a lot of pro players there's a lot of pro roller hockey out west and in the midwest it's pretty big as well and they pick up a lot of the pro players so they have really really good well put together teams newman this year had five or six pro skaters and their goalie plays pro for mission black ice i believe i could be wrong on that so don't quote me but they had a lot of pro players so those two went to the championship this year and the final score after that game was one nothing and lindenwood won um some other big name teams are unlv that's the uh university of uh nevada las vegas yep. is that how you say it yep and um What's one more West Coast? Long Beach State? Long Beach State struggled this year, but typically all the West Coast teams are very powerful. Uh, Cal Poly, uh, Arizona State, UC yeah. Santa Barbara are all very good. Yeah, the West Coast is a huge roller hockey hotbed, and all the players out there, because they play year-round, are uh, very, very talented. That's interesting you mentioned professional teams, and it kind of just gave me a flashback because I, I didn't realize that I'd actually – I remember watching roller hockey on TV back – Many, many, many years ago, probably 10, 15 years ago, at 2 in the morning on ESPN2, <laughs> they used to play roller hockey on TV. And uh, I completely forgot about that. They they used to play that stuff all the time on ESPN2 back when ESPN2 was like nobody had it. Like not everybody had ESPN2 and it wasn't yeah. anything. ESPN <laughs> probably wasn't even that big. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, that leads me to another question too because this is a club sport, much different than a varsity sport where um, – you, you kind of have your standard set where, you know, football, you get this many scholarships and this is how this is the uh, funding that's given. This is the funding that's given to the university where club sports, for the most part, the players, the students are paying their own way. And there's always those few exceptions of schools that have more uh, prestigious, I guess you could say, club sports programs. But for Michigan State and for the NCRHA, what is the eligibility requirements because obviously there's uh you can have professional players play club sports because it's not a varsity sport it's not the ncaa there's no uh there's no uh amateur status or anything like that so is there a minimum or maximum years of eligibility uh full-time part-time credit hours do you guys know anything about that yeah so there actually is there's pretty limited rules but i guess they keep a pretty good uh tally on it so you're allowed, each player is allowed five years of eligibility. So I've played the last four years, and this will be my fifth coming up. So after this year, I'll no longer be able to play. But that's okay. I should be graduated by then. Um, but other than that, I think you have to have nine credit hours. If you're an undergraduate student, I think six if you're a graduate student in order to play. So you can't just, you know, come and bum off one school for a credit hour or two and play hockey. But... um yeah, the, the, the requirements are, are pretty much end at that, and you're on your own as far as, you know, practice hours. It's not an NCAA sport, so um, we it's really left up to us how we handle our club. And in our instance, we're all self-funded, so uh, occasionally we'll, we'll try to get funding from the school, but you're only allowed so much every couple of years. So it's always kind of a struggle to get money for our program, so it's all self-funded. Yeah, and then when it comes to terms of pro players and stuff like that, the way roller hockey works, it's not where, uh, say, a guy that plays pro can't move down and play in a different league. Like our alumni, Ryan Kish, 
he has always he's played pro since he was at least maybe 16 or 17 from the Detroit area right in Shelby Township. He currently played at Tours this past week out in uh, was it Philly, Pennsylvania. And the way it worked for him, he played in the pro team for uh, the Alkali Surge. And he also played juniors for, I believe, Tour Excitement. So you can play in both leagues. And then all those pro players that are our age and going to school and qualify within the minimum of 12 credits uh, or, you know, if you're a grad student, six. Mm-hmm. Um, if you qualify within that, you can play for your team. But the only things that could keep you from playing is are if you played a max of two years major junior, which is United States Hockey League, OHL, which is Ontario Hockey League, sorry. Uh, and I think the North American Hockey League falls within that category. So that's all Tier 1 Junior A ice hockey. So if you play more than two years of that, two or more years, then you're ineligible to play within the NCRHA. But other than that, you can play pro roller hockey. You can come down and play college as well. Uh, there's very little limitations because the league's always trying to kind of keep roller hockey players together because it's such – the college is different from a lot of the national tournament settings in the summer, but everybody that plays college usually will go to play those big tournaments. So it's a really tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everybody, you know, that kind of thing. Right. That's a common uh, theme that I've noticed in a lot of these club sports. Ultimate Frisbee comes to mind. Um, some of these bigger sports where you're playing in a national uh, level at the highest level of competition here in college in Division One for the the club sports division of roller hockey, you, you know players from other teams. You're playing together when you're not playing for Michigan State. Do you guys have that happen a lot? Yeah. Actually, this summer, uh, some of the guys with some of the alumni are going to Narch, which is being hosted in Fort Myers, Florida, and they're going. They put a team together, so a lot of those guys are going to play during the summer, kind of stay on the feet. There's also the NCRHA is a very the league. These past two years has gotten more and more connected with everybody across the board from East Coast to West Coast. They do a coast to coast team, which is a funny name, I guess. Uh, coast to coast, and they'll ask all the players. They'll tweet who wants to play the summer at Tours, Narch, and those are the two tournaments they can sign up for. So they'll bring in different players from across the league so everybody can get together and play together and still play in the summer. But alumni, like I said, Ryan Kish and our goalie from two years ago, Jason Strauss, they play together for the Mission Border Cats. So they still they grew up playing together. Jason joined the team his sophomore year, I believe. I think so, yeah. And then uh, they still play pro Border Cats together. Very cool. There's so much I want to ask you guys. I want to take a quick break here, though. Uh, before we do, I want to get one quick question out of you, and that's uh, what are you expecting this coming year for Michigan State, and what are your goals, and what are you looking at, and, and pretty much what is the what is the mission for your team? Where do you want to finish? What are you expecting for this 2014-2015 season? Uh, I think uh, one of our big goals is, is to come together more as a club. Uh, we want to build more of a a program as a whole and and have everyone be connected whether they're on a D3 team or D1 so we'd like to get everyone involved there on a on a club level and then as far as a, a national competitive level I think you know there's always room for improvement uh we lost a lot of guys last year so it's going to be tough to come from that back from that but um 
I think, you know, we're always really competitive. Like uh, Everett said earlier, we were one of the only schools that have a rink on campus. So uh, if we take advantage of that, I think we can go pretty far at nationals, hopefully final four again. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing to note too about the B team, this was the first time in uh, B or division three history now that Michigan state has ever made it to the finals. So we went and we lost by, I think it, they lost oh. by a goal to Lindenwood in the finals this year. They had a great run. They went undefeated in regional play. Um, I think they took two losses in interregionals, and they had another terrific year. So we're hoping with the loss of guys on D1, we're going to take a core of that B team and move it up to D1 so we'll have a very well-rounded group of players that know each other very well. And the thing about that group of players is they have a very good sense of teamwork and a team ethic so hopefully we can take that into the final four if not finals very very good all right we're going to take a quick break here on secret society we have tyler jones kyle's brother that's uh kb tyler jones and everett bomarito aka the ryan reno reno aka reno Reno. (laughs) okay and uh, they're, they're on the Division One roller hockey team here at Michigan State, the regional champs. And we, when we come back, we'll have more uh, fun questions for them. Uh, this is Secret Society, so stick with us. This is Secret, Secret Society. Society. Impact Sports. Car! Car! Secret, Secret Society. Society. You're listening to Secret Society. And there again is Sammy Leonardo with some wonderful drops. Thank you again for recording those. And this is still Secret Society, and I'm still Bradley Allen. Here with Michigan State Roller Hockey Vice President Everett Bomarito and also Tyler Jones here joining us on Secret Society. And I want to get more into the the club aspect of what you guys do. Uh, We talked a little bit about the team and about the sport. And... I've sat with probably 10 to 12 different club sports teams, and I've kind of broken them down into two categories. There are the clubs, the more of a social group, and then there are the competitive teams. And from what I know about you guys already, I would I would sort of place you in that category from what I know right now of competitive team. I'm sure you have a social uh, camaraderie amongst you, but you guys are competing at the top level, and it's uh, you know, you guys play to win. Whereas other sports, it's some competition, mostly, uh, you know, just an excuse to continue playing the sport that you love. But um, I want to talk about how how you guys got involved. You, you mentioned that at the, at the top of the show. But what made you continue to play roller hockey at Michigan State? And what made you come back the next year to continue playing with the Michigan State team? Uh, well, for me, I I'm have deep roots in hockey. I've played roller hockey, like I said, since I was five years old. That's where my dad's been taking me. He played junior B ice hockey in Detroit. And then once I got into high school, I I played a little bit of ice for my high school at Eisenhower. And then um, I kept playing roller in the summer. And I just, the game itself is a lot of fun. But each summer I go out to national tournaments. It's great seeing all the, you know, familiar faces, all the friends you make. Uh, my friend who does tours he writes for tours and he works for the tournament uh john gillamant 
he even mentioned and wrote an article this year about how not only is he excited to see the games, but each year you go back, you see so many familiar faces, and you talk about what you've been doing through the year, and then you get to play each other, play with each other, and, you know, it's a great sense of, you know, a tight-knit community, like I said. Roller hockey, it's just, it's amazing how far across the nation it goes, and you meet all these different people, and you guys always can come together and, you know, get together for the love of the sport. And Tyler, when you came and you played your freshman year here at Michigan State, what made you decide, hey, I want to I want to keep doing this? Um, I think it was mostly the uh, the friendships I built. Um, I started off as a freshman, like you said, and um, I lived in the dorms. And then the next year, I I managed to f- find enough guys to uh, get a house with. So, uh, you know, made a lot of relationships, and and they continue to this day. So, I think what keeps me coming back is is really just the friendships, and uh, it's a lot of fun because you know, like like we spoke about earlier, we're very competitive. So. It's it's good from both those and or aspects rather, so it's it's good to keep coming back and keep on playing roller hockey. Yeah, every summer you go away, you always miss seeing the guys, and because you see these guys three days out of the week, if not two, you practice two, and then you'll be with them for a whole weekend, and we go on five or six weekends where we all just hang out with each other and you know hang out. But it's it's always fun to get back together, play in the summer when everybody goes home and they play in their own leagues. But then everybody will go out to the national tournament, you know, travel to Florida. Everybody gets on the plane, meets in Florida, hangs out at the hotel and gets to see each other again. And then, you know, after that, everybody's excited to come back and hang out at school. You know, some people are in the same classes together, like me and President Anthony Suela, who's from New York and couldn't make it today. He, me and him are in the same classes for econ. So we all like to just hang out. And uh, it's a real, every year I come back, it's not only exciting to come back and play more hockey, but to hang out with that group of friends, you know, to have that camaraderie with people on campus that aren't just, you know, other students. You guys, we, we go out there and we play every weekend together and we're all playing and working hard for a championship. And then we get to hang out outside of it. Definitely. And I want to I wanna get to more about your personal lives and your friendships and what you guys do outside of hockey. But I also had another burning question. Um, you said you had... You guys both have roots in hockey. You guys both played ice hockey at some point. Uh, I I didn't really. I was started off as a roller hockey player. I played a, a season of just a house league of ice hockey, and I just didn't like it as mm-hmm. much. It wasn't as uh, easy to get too accustomed to, and uh, I don't know. I never never turned back after I started roller hockey. And I played ice hockey when I was young too. I was probably third, fourth, fifth grade, uh, and. I just never continued with it because there was all these other sports that I was playing. Did you guys play any other sports besides hockey? Is roller hockey more accommodating, maybe less, uh, more inexpensive than ice hockey, less travel? What was it like coming up playing roller hockey? Because when I think of it, I just think of, uh, you know, playing with my friends in in the street, you know, like uh, what's the movie Wayne's World Car, <laughs> you know, and just out there messing around with my buddies and Every now and then there'd be a more competitive game, but how'd you guys really get into the organized sport of roller hockey? Um, I don't know. I I started off a little bit uh, differently than Everett here. Um, I grew up mostly playing with uh, with friends. I never really got into uh, travel or anything like that. And um, I don't know it just kind of grew for me. I I played for uh, I went to Nova High School and I was uh, one of the big pers- people that kept that program going uh, throughout high school. So I don't know. It's for me, it was it was more about, 
you know, hang out with the friends that I enjoy to hang out with, and it wasn't as much about the sport itself. But uh, now it's becoming a little bit of both, so. Yeah, when I grew up, my dad, like I said, he had a history in hockey, so he put me into it. And I've been playing since I was five, but at the same time, I was playing baseball, and uh, I was playing Little League, and then I started doing karate. But the biggest thing that always kept me to hockey was even when I was in elementary school, I was playing three days a week, different games, different teams, and it was just a lot of fun, a fast pace. And then once I got into travel, it's those summer tournaments that you're building up for that you're always going to. You're getting to play all the teams from, like, you get to see kids from New York and Cali and Florida. And when I was a kid, when I was 13 and 14 doing this, you didn't get to meet the players as much because you're not as worried about networking. You're more with your friends from your hometown you guys hang out, but it's so cool to be able to travel to, say, you know, Florida, Pennsylvania. You can go out to Cali, San Jose to go play a tournament um, all over the nation, and you get to travel, you know. So that would be, say, a weekend vacation to a week with my parents, go out there, play hockey, and then, you know, go hang out on the beach in Cali or down in Florida, what we did two years ago. It's just a lot of fun to go to, and that was my biggest draw in the game itself is a little less expensive than ice hockey. My dad was paying, I think it was about 600 to 650 a month when I was in high school for ice hockey, where you might pay for a whole year the games we play. What it, I think it's a grand. Yeah, we, we always tell the kids coming in that's it comes up to about a grand, but you know that includes breaking a couple sticks, so, which are you know 200 bucks a piece. So it's pretty inexpensive compared to ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the traveling that you guys get to do, uh, and I wanted to talk about your friendships and what else are you guys doing. What are the activities you guys are doing as a team, sort of bonding stuff when you're here in East Lansing, and also when you're traveling to Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh for a tournament? Do you have any fun stories from the road? Uh, here in East Lansing, when we're hanging out, we do, what is it, the, the airplane thing from Wings? With all the wings and the ribs, what did we get at your house a couple times? Oh, from uh, from wings the, over. It's the, the it's the aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier. Yeah, <laughs> we always, you know, for a Sunday for a Lions game, we used to practice when I was playing B. We have rink time on Sundays, and after that, one of the games during the year, we'd go and um, show up wherever the majority of a team lives in a house. Go to their house, order the uh, aircraft carrier from wings over. Just like. 10 pounds of food and just chicken. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we all just try and pound away and hang out for the day. But, you know, on campus, uh, what was it, Thursday nights, me and a couple of the guys, Chris Logan, Col Richard Kobilski, Ryan Werner, would come down here to Wilson and South Neighborhood and hang out, uh, play NHL 14 and just, you know, hang out outside of school with no schoolwork. Just everybody's relaxed. Um Funny stories from the road. <laughs> Where to begin? Um, well, wait, didn't you guys do something when you went to Wisconsin? Hmm. I don't know in particular. We were right on uh, University of Wisconsin's campus, so uh, we got into all sorts of shenanigans there. But other than that, I mean, you know, we're always, like, playing pranks on each other. Like uh, one year, our captain a couple of years ago, when I played for B as well, um, you know, we we always do the uh, we call it the tilt, which is oh the great Sean Wright, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so we fill up a you know the the ice bucket in the hotel with water and and 
tilted on their door, so when they open it, it just floods the inside of their room. Or, uh, you know, we did that to a room, and then the next morning we we woke up to uh, Sean's car being covered in uh, shaving cream. So that was a joy. So we're always playing pranks on each other, and and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, whenever we travel together too, we don't. I know some teams they'll grab a bus, you know, rent a big charter bus and put all their gear in there and have hire a driver. Whereas when we go out to say like Columbus is still a pretty far drive, so we'll all car- carpool. We'll try and fit in like my Buick '97 and just kind of putts on down to Ohio. <laughs> and uh, those are always fun little you know little moments happen in the cars all the time with the boys. And but when we do longer trips to like Pennsylvania, most of the time everybody's asleep except the driver. <laughs> and uh, you know nothing happens too crazy there. But when we went out my freshman year to Salt Lake City, that was a lot of fun. Once we lost, we were walking back from, I think we went to go get food at like Pizza Hut or something. We were walking behind uh, down this alleyway and there was a whor- there was a fence and there was just this alleyway. And my buddy went over the fence and he saw what he thought was like a horse or a goat. <laughs> and it turned out to be this llama. <laughs> and I, I think it was a llama. And he like spit. <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> right. Only in Salt Lake City, right? That's right? Yeah, it was a it was a very strange thing in the middle of the city. Well, we were in the suburbs, right off the city, but to still see just llama in someone's, you know, backyard, <laughs> maybe like fifty feet, fifty by fifty square backyard. This is llama hanging out, chained up. And what was this late at night, or was this in the yeah, uh, afternoon I think, dinner time? Uh, it was later at night because we just had finished a game, came back to the hotel, showered up, and everybody's trying to eat because everyone's starving. And mm-hmm. we were just walking back from Pizza Hut and noticed that the uh, llama <laughs> was hanging out. Yeah. So got a picture with the llama and everything. It was pretty funny. <laughs> That's a very, very funny story. Now, you mentioned a couple other players on your team. I like to ask um, you know, the, the guests on the show a couple questions about the sport, a couple questions about just other general things and – when I would ask who's your go-to, uh, you know, well, I guess I didn't ask you guys, what are your positions on the team? Are you guys forwards, defenders? Uh, Tyler, what, what do you do? Uh, I'm a defenseman. I, I played two years at, at the B level or now Division three level, and I've played two years at the Division one level. So been a defenseman my whole life and keeping it going to this day. Uh, when I was growing up, I was playing more goal when I was going to these, you know, tournaments that I've mentioned. But once I came here, I had a little knee injury coming off of uh, ice hockey. So I tried out as a defenseman. I played two years for the Division Three or B team. And then after that, Aaron Rivkin this past year asked me to come up and play uh, goalie for them because last year at the end of Nationals, I played a couple of games in net. And then uh, we were just looking to put, put somebody in the pipes this year. So now I'm back to playing goalie. And I am going to play goalie again this year. Because I invested, uh, looking at like five hundred dollars in gear this year, yeah. so I'm gonna use it. <laughs> there you go. So we've got a defenseman and a, and a goaltender. N- n- defense defenseman, I guess, can score some goals. I always joke with uh, the players that come from various club sports that it's really the offense, it's the forwards that get all the glory, and the defender is the thankless uh, position. And goal goaltender can get some glory too, I guess, here and there. Um, now I ask who who on your team do you think is the is your best player? Uh, I'd say this past year, well, we lost about six guys this past year, and we had a really, really good good team. And so. those guys added up. I had alumni, uh, thank you to Jacob Kanslers or Howells, 
he put together some stats for us, and he said between those six guys, we lost about 300 goals this year. Wow. Yeah, they scored about three. They put up 300 goals this year. Or this year, wow. alone, put up 300 goals this year, and uh, we lost that core group of guys. But who would you say if you had a vote to take your best overall player? Ryan Kish, hands down. Ryan he's Kish. a defenseman on our team. He was our, our captain last year, and um, the guy just does it all. Like uh, Everett was saying earlier, he plays pro, and he's uh, he never gets beat defensively. And the kid's got the most unreal shot you've ever seen, and and can just he's an all-around player. So that gets my vote. All around, I'd have to say Ryan Kish with D1 um, speed. I think Aaron Rivkin was up there, and he knew how to put the puck away once he. Went through like six different sticks this year. I finally <laughs> found one he liked, and he started beating me up in the corners. Uh, Zach Rourke, though, he had a monster shot, and he could just rip the puck. He played a couple years, or he played a year junior, I think, and uh, he would just—he's got the heaviest shot probably in the NCRHA, I'd say. Um, but for B guys, I like to represent them because I had played there for so long. Um, Hardest working would be our president, Anthony Swalia. Yeah. Uh, but to mention when it comes down to speed would be Werner, Ryan, Ryan, Werner. Ryan Werner. yeah. And But the kid with the craziest moves, and <laughs> you can call them nasty dangles, unreal hands, soft mitts, it has to be Richard Kobilski. The kid, he does just crazy stuff with the puck that you'll never see coming. And uh, he's a little he's a little off outside the rink, so it's pretty funny <laughs> to go out there mm-hmm. and see him do some of the stuff he does. When sometimes you wonder if he can tie his shoelaces off the rink. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, outside the rink, you mentioned you who you think are your best players. Now, I ask some of these questions, um, just random, silly stuff that I am curious about. Who, if you had to pick somebody, who's got the best style on your team outside of you know wearing the pads and all that? You think's the most stylish? So off off the uh, the sport court. Yeah, who's got the most style? I don't know. The kid with the glasses next to me looks pretty cool <laughs> right now. Everett, Everett, <laughs> it's up there. He's got a nice graphic uh, T-shirt on and some. I'm sorry, HL T-shirt. And given some... us by. Uh, oh, there you go. Um, who gave us these shirts? Jeff Nolan. Jeff Nolan, who's our director of the MCRHL, great guy. Always really, really, really working hard. Um, style wise. I'd have to say Dylan Kamen's always got some interesting sweatpants. He's always looking good, real nice. Um, nice when we go out. <laughs> I'm trying to think of B guys. I can't John say Courtney any. a couple years ago. Yeah, John Courtney. but fun. <laughs> <laughs> he never came back after uh, kind of got season. lazy part practicing. But who else was there from B? I don't know. I'd have to say probably uh, Nate Bazildo. Great style, goalie, goofy kid, but he's always fun to hang around. Now, what about when you guys are going out? Who is the most, um, I'm trying to think of a, a nice way to word this. Intense? You know, who, who's, who has the most fun? Who's the biggest oh. partier on that team? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You, gotta, right you got a lot to pick from. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'd say... I'd say uh, Zach Paul this past year just I think he's graduating in December actually. Yeah. Uh, I think he wins uh MVP in that category. And then uh honorable mentions to uh pretty much the rest of our team. Aaron Rifkin, yeah. <laughs> uh Zach Roy, Zach Rourke, Dylan Kamen. Dylan Kamen, yep. 
Paris, Mike Paraskevin. Um, what the B guys? Who would you say has the most fun? <laughs> Chris Logan, my roommate, he gets pretty wild sometimes. You get to experience it firsthand. So yeah, he's got some easy. stories to tell. Uh, who else is there? I'm trying to think of the roster. Ryan Werner on his 21st this year, he uh, he did some interesting things that can't be said over radio. But <laughs> you know, if you guys find him on campus, just ask him about him. I will. He'll tell you. <laughs> okay. um, Maybe he won't. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for those two teams. And then let's think white team. Jordan Jabori. Oh, God. He's a he, party animal. He goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really nice kid, though. Yeah, it's all all made up of great guys and, you know, just the friendships we make, make each other crazier and, and more goofy and bring out the best in everyone. So Definitely can tell that there's, you know, you guys love what you do and you get to have fun. That's why I love club sports because it's more than just having fun out there on the, the rink where you guys practice a couple times, three times a week, and then you go – play in your tournaments and it's intense and you're trying to win, but the, the real fun happens where, where fun in college in general happens mm-hmm. and that's amongst your peers and that's hanging out and that's yep. doing the stuff that you love together. Now, um, before we wrap up here, I, I give you guys a chance to, to, to reach out, tell, tell the listeners who might be interested in roller hockey, how do you get involved? Where can we find you at? Uh, when and where are your practices or tryouts and things like that? Uh, one big thing for if anyone wants to come out if you're on campus we will be at participation we're there every year um we're always on campus for the different club sports events we always sign up and we'll partake in those uh trouts will be we have yet to set official dates but they will like i said be towards the third or fourth week of september we're at demonstration hall monday wednesday friday and sometimes sunday um so it's usually kind of a, a lost building on campus if you yeah. don't know where it is it's uh it's right between uh, Jenison Fieldhouse and Spartan Stadium and I am West, so it's, it's where uh, the home of ROTC. So we share the yeah. rink with uh, a lot of other. It's right next to uh, Mon Ice Arena as well. Mm-hmm. But like I said, with tryouts, we're there Monday, Wednesday, Friday at Demonstration Hall. Um, always stop by. You can check us out on Twitter, MSU Roller Hockey. Our Facebook is the same, MSU Roller Hockey. And then if you look up our website, it's. Michigan State Roller it's, Roller H Michigan State Roller H dot Wix dot com, but I might be wrong. If you Google Michigan State Roller Hockey, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will put the all the links and everything in the contact you in the description of this. And um, again, thank you guys so much for for coming on the show. The last thing I like to ask the guests. Uh, now, this is going to be an interesting social experiment here because this is the first show where I haven't done a pre-interview so to speak where i i give you guys a couple days to to marinate with these questions so if you don't have an answer for (laughs) them uh that's totally fine the first question i'll I'll go you guys can can jump in whenever is your favorite michigan state sports moment uh impact sports here at impact 89 fm we we cover all michigan state sports so i like to ask that um involving michigan state sports in general or it can be a roller hockey or you can have one each um just off the top of your head, what you, what has been your uh, favorite Spartan memory? Uh, I think for me, I think it was, I'm trying to remember, maybe my freshman year or maybe my sophomore year. Uh, it was it was when we were at the uh, the Notre Dame-Michigan State game in East Lansing and the um, the good fake field goal to uh, to cap it off in, in overtime, I mm-hmm. believe, was, was pretty memorable for me. So. Yeah. Little Giants, right? Little Giants. Yeah. That's what it's all about. 
Uh, one of my favorites personally that I've attended had to have been when I watched Michigan State hockey my freshman year. They took Michigan to OT here. They packed the rink. It was in an insane atmosphere. And then we went into OT, and I think we went in a shootout, and it was just unreal. The place went nuts, but it's got to be, for me, overall Rose Bowl yeah. this year. Just insane. A lot of my friends went. They said it was an unreal experience. Wish I could have been there, but. Where were you when you were watching the game? Do you remember? I think I was at B-dubs with my friend from Canada because he's uh, he's a pretty big football guy, and I was bragging to him about how we made the Rose Bowl. And yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I have a football team out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that all of those have been mentioned. I think that might have been the first hockey moment on the show, but Rose Bowl comes up. That that Notre Dame game comes up. Those are those are incredible games. I think Michigan State. That's one thing. Uh, great school to go to if you're a sports fan. Always spectacular games. Uh, and and stuff like that. What about what about roller hockey? Do you guys have any of your standout moments there? Your favorite uh, memories of being on Michigan State roller hockey? Uh, I think for me, uh, it, was, it wasn't this past year, but the year before that, it was, it was my first year on uh, Division One, And uh, I'm trying to recall my my favorite moment playing on the team. We made it, made it to the uh, the national championship game that year and uh, actually lost in the finals to uh, Lindenwood, like we were talking about earlier. And um, I remember one day or one game we were, we were down – by a couple goals to Newman University, also who we mentioned earlier, and um, this was in the semifinals, and it wasn't looking good. Nothing was nothing was going right. Hitting posts and and crossbars, and just nothing was working. And um, I remember, I'm more of a stay-at-home defenseman, so I don't really score goals. But uh, I don't know what got into me. I went up the rink and and had this had this backhander that I don't even know how it came off my stick, and to this day I don't know how it went in, but. Uh, you know, it, it got us back in the game, and and we went on to win that game, and it really put a spark on under everyone. So that was probably my favorite moment. Nice. Yeah, I was there watching in the stands. Just unreal shot, pure beauty. <laughs> Looked great. And that was uh, at that game for our national games this year. They streamed them, so that was pretty cool. But at that rink, I just remember the whole rink was packed. It was just very very cool to see everyone chanting Michigan State and Go Green, Go White. And then they had a couple Lindenwood parents trying to say stuff back to us, but they couldn't <laughs> compete. Um, my favorite, every year I love coming back because I always build memories with these guys, whether it's, you know, hanging out on Thursdays or, you know, going out with the guys somewhere. But this year when we played Newman at their home ice rink, when we played them for roller at the national championship setting in uh, Paston, or Aston, yep. Aston, Pennsylvania, um, which is where they're actually located, their university. It's a really yeah. small school, but they're located there, so they pretty much had homeless advantage all nationals. Yeah, they kept packing the stands, but I remember everyone was there, and I think it was it was a really tight game, and I can't remember if we were up or it was tied. I, I think remember. it was tied, but they fed somebody that. in the slot, and uh, when someone's in the back door, you think it's an automatic goal no matter who's playing net. But I made the save. I slid over and I caught it right in my glove, and I just stood up. And everyone was going nuts because they thought it went in immediately. I just kind of held it up and gave the puck to the ref, and everybody went nuts. Gave it the old uh, Julie the Cat, <laughs> Mighty Ducks moment. There you go. He's flashy. Cool. He'll go glove. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Triple deke. 
So last question now. This show is called Secret Society, so I like to close on a lighthearted note, and I ask if you guys have any secrets that you would like to share. And I know I didn't give you guys any time to, to prepare a, a secret or anything like that. Um, so I'll give you a second to think about it. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, somebody uh, fed their goldfish uh, uh, guacamole and killed it. That was somebody's secret. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's amazing. That's a stretch. Okay. We get a lot of uh, um, embarrassing guilty pleasure music favorites uh, and just just silly things like that. Or it can be enlightening or it can be informative. Uh, really whatever you guys want it to be. All right. Yeah, that, that music one brought something up for me, I guess. Uh at work this summer, I basically work at a desk job, and uh, yeah, the guilty pleasure thing rings a bell because I listen to Pandora all day, and I turned on '90s pop thinking I would get, you know, your your Matchbox Twenty and and you know the stuff I grew up with, but uh, it came up, uh, you know, nonstop Backstreet Boys and and Britney Spears, and and uh, admittedly I have not deleted that channel, so <laughs> I'm still listening to it. Yeah, those um, are the classics. Those are like our classics. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with the actual smell of hockey, but a lot of people <laughs> think it's gross. And currently in my apartment, I have to keep my bag, uh, my apartment in Grand Rapids. I have to keep my gear in my own room because I don't want to bother my roommate. I try and be courteous. But I honestly love the smell of hockey gear. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Everybody hates it. Um, some hockey players you might find it, but I just I honestly love the smell of hockey. I don't know. I guess it just brings back memories. Mm-hmm. It's it's an acquired taste. Taste. Right? <laughs> I think I think we are uh, Darwinism. We have evolved to be able to stand bad smells if it's something yeah. that we love doing. So Definitely. I can understand being a that. goalie. I guess people say I'm a little bit off. But. Well, all goalies are off. That's a that's a sport wide <laughs> thing. So, all right, Everett Bomarito and Tyler Jones here from Michigan State Roller Hockey. One really enjoys the uh, smell of his hockey gear, and the other will vibe out to Backstreet Boys uh, all Boy day band and night. Lover. That's right. There we go. So, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on. Love to have you back on the show anytime, and best of luck to you this fall and uh, this upcoming season. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for reaching out to us and having us out here. You know, it's always great to uh, get back into the college community and, you know, inform people. Yeah, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening to Secret Society. Secret Society. Hey, get hyped now!